Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Deadass Podcast. Oh, mate, we're all... We're all set to go, so uh, welcome everyone to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast where we capture eulogies and share stories and today I've got a friend of mine, Ben Bowers on, um, appreciate you coming on mate. Cheers, uh, thanks yeah. for having me, um, no, you know, I've, been, I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time, um, a, lot, a lot of people have, yeah. You know, they've, they've said that I should jump on and, and tell a bit of a story. So, yeah, well, I, I mate, can't you, wait to see what we, we dig into. <laughs> yeah, well, you've def, definitely got some stories to tell and I'm really excited to have you on. Um, so for for the people who are listening, we have an actual mutual um, uh, point there where both of our wives are actually cousins. So at the family barbecues and the dinners and that, we've caught up regular times. So Not, not enough, not <laughs> enough, but... <laughs> yeah, it's never we, enough, yeah. mate, is it? Um, but uh, so... 
I, I, and this leads to the point where you, you have plans, you've got future plans coming up. And so it was really good that you were able to make the time to come in and have a quick chat to us um, before your big move and whatnot was, was to come. So I appreciate that time, no, mate. No worries, man, no worries. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really interested in um, getting a bit of a background of your life and about some of the things that you've accomplished over the years because you do have quite an extensive resume, I would say, yeah. of, of a th- athletic achievements and um, all the bits and pieces that go with it. Um, and like I was saying on plenty of episodes here, I'd love to get in these, uh, get in these stories from people um, in a sense of capturing these um, eulogies and stories. So, um, so I know you do have quite an extensive background in, in martial arts, boxing, um, and then leading on to other things later on down the track. So I want to get an idea, mate, because you have a really – I reckon you must have a really interesting mindset in what you achieve and what you do. So to give us an idea, take us back to your young fella, um, what sort of got you into the, the, to the sporting yeah, yeah. stuff that you're involved in as a kid, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so, so. I, I, started, I started really young. Yeah. You know, I got um, my family, as long as I, I know, it's been in business. Um, my dad, mm-hmm. he works, he, he still works really, yeah. really, really hard. Yep. Um, and, and it's funny how from such as the same upbringing, how me and my brother are so, so different. Um, you know, he's, but you know, the guys that know me, I'm very outgoing and, and he's, he's more, more sheltered. Like, you you know, Daniel as well. Yes, of course. Um, and, and I'm, I've been involved with sport all my life and he was a typical kid with, um, you know, the, the school sports and all that, but in his adult life, there's been no sport. Mm. Um, so it all, it all started. I started karate. I first, um, went in when I was four. You know, oh, my, my brother yeah, was wow. there, so initially I was just started started watching and um, and whatnot, and then you know one, once I sort of had my bearings a, a little bit a little bit more, and so I started karate out at Gracemere uh, when I was five. Yep, cool. Um, with my brother, my brother he, he he stayed stayed along, and um, you know I went through the ranks out there, and um, at the time it you know karate was wasn't really big in town. You know there was limited. I don't think I competed until I was probably purple belt, you know, yeah, which, sure. which is over halfway through the ranking. Um, and then once once the competitive stuff started coming through, oh, just my my life now changed. I didn't realize at the time, but um, the yeah the the me- mental side and the person that it created, like it created a monster essentially. <laughs> um, but it's it's a monster I'm, I'm extremely proud of and. Yeah. Um, well, the yeah, proof is in the pudding, mate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you do have an extensive list of achievements that you've accomplished, yeah. even up until now, like r- right now. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people sort of, you know, they, 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 they finish high school, they get a job, they go out, uh, they get married, they have kids, and all those sort of things sort of dwindle away. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the, the sporting side of it, the yep. athleticness and whatnot. And then by the time they sort of get to our age, yeah. All that stuff is gone. Oh, and it's not not just in, in the career sense. It goes with everything. Like, mm. you know, we'll probably get into it later how I've, you know, I, I was brought up on the mindset, get a trade, you know, get yep. get that behind you. It's always something to fall back on. You know, it's probably nearly some of the worst advice I've ever got now. Looking, yeah, yeah, looking sure. at where I've gone, mm-hmm. like, um, and, you know, we might get into that later, but like my career now is something I never aspired to do. But mm-hmm. it's created better opportunities for me and got me to where I am. And yeah. the whole reason that I chased that was to to better myself. I'm I'm addicted to that, yeah. to that you know that selfishness of being a better person in every aspect. And um, 
you know, as as time goes on, that becomes being a better father, being a better husband, you know, yeah, and, and, and all the rest of it. So sure. back in the day, um, it used to all, all be me and like we'd go back go back to the karate. But um, mm. you know, as as I progressed, I, I sucked at team sports. Yes. And I didn't realise at the time, I just thought I'm not a footy player, I'm not a soccer player. Yes. But as I grew older, I knew it was that selfishness of being I needed to be in a solo sport. I needed yeah. something that I could sell in because there wasn't too much that I tried as a solo that I couldn't pick up really quickly. Yeah. So um and and just the um you know the 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 camaraderie and like like I'm a great team player in a sense of if we're in like a the Australian boxing team. We've yes. all got our individual individual well, things. Uh, yeah. Um but as a team I I can't cuz if I'm the worst person on the team, I'm great at team sports. But if I'm that little bit better than someone else and they haven't worked as hard as I have, I'm I'm playing the blame game, you know. Yeah, yeah, of I'm course, a, yeah. Like I, I, there's a, a difference between being a sore loser and a bad loser. I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm a bad loser. I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to lose to the the better team, the better man, whatever in in the ring. Um, but I think yeah, is it is you you you. you your better mindset because you knew that you gave yourself yourself a hundred percent and you lost to the better person. It wasn't because something else was lacking that got you the loss. No, no. And I can understand that point as well. Yeah. I actually myself too never really competed in any sort of team sport until I was actually like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was purely because I didn't want to rely on other people. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that it was myself. Yeah. And, and, and it becomes, it comes across the wrong way. You know, uh, yeah, people, could, people can yeah. see that. As egotistical or, or whatever it is, but um, that's that's something the alphanism in me and mm. uh, you know my oldest boy's got that we touch yep. on that too late, but um yeah yeah of course. I, I never I think it's a dying trait and yes. um I'm, and I'm extremely proud of it and mm. you know the the struggle I have now as I'm getting older mm -hmm. is keeping that yeah you know like I, I'm doing the running events and and whatnot but um so I, I've been lucky to to find that other knack but. I'm extremely petrified of like I'm body able to do this stuff now physically. Um, when I'm not, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, but yep. yeah. So the karate, you know, I continued with the karate. Um, I got my black belt just after I turned ten. Oh wow! So yeah. At, at yep. the time, there was yeah, there was no age limits, and yeah, you know, looking looking back on that now, um, I think it is too early. You know, mm. like as a ten year old, you know, you, you're going around spruiking that you're a black belt. You know. I couldn't defend myself against me now. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, of course. You know, you, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get that accolade of being a black belt as a 10-year-old um, when any anyone could just grab you off the street and throw you in a car still. So yeah. I believe that concept, and I, I think it has changed now because um, I couldn't get my second done until I was 16. Yeah, sure. So that that's a more realistic age. You know, as a 16-year-old, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, when, when you're a, a trained and, and disciplined in martial arts, you, you know, you, you could defend yourself. But as a 10-year-old... You know, I don't overly agree with that process. Now, at the time, man, I was cheering, you know. Yeah, of course. I was, I was going to primary school, like, kids were starting karate and I had a black belt, you know. Yeah, so, of course, definitely. But, um, and then, so that, that progressed um, into to high school and, and the, I, I kind of fell out of love with karate, but what kept me going was my competitive mindset. So while mm -hmm. I was still competitive, I was, I was putting the gear on and I was, I was lining up. Um, you know, um, we had, we had Brant on the podcast, so he was... Like I, I competed in three world championships with yep. Brand, um, 06 in in Tokyo and Athens and um, 2012 in in Sydney, and um, 
you know, I, every every time I, I got through a few rounds, the first one I was under 18, so yep. over in Tokyo, you know, Shotokan World Championships. And, um, you know, in, in the back of my head, no weight divisions or anything there because um, it was just under 18. And, I mean, I, I had that one, you know. Like yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in my head I was going over and, um, you know, I, I had it one. And I, I was getting – I was going through and I come up against a Japanese guy and um, if – you know, if I, if I'd won that fight, it would have would have sort of put me into the finals, and um, it went to extra time, and just you know, I, I went for I went for the punch, and he went for the kick, and 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 they gave him the kick, so that that that's all good, and and it didn't it didn't affect me that bad really. Hmm. Um, so you know, I knew I was, I knew on my day I would have won. Yeah, you know, yeah. On on in a perfect world, I could have won that world championship, and then. And then the first time when I went to Athens, so that was in 09. So at the time I was purely purely karate. Karate was karate yep. was it. Um, and so in Athens it went to weight divisions because I was a senior then. So, yep. I, you know, I was having to cut to the under 65. And the the transition into people only my weight, um, you know, because I, I, was, I was sort of a – I wasn't a tall guy and in the karate it's – you know, the distancing's a, a huge thing, um, and like the the contrast between the advantages of my build for boxing yeah. and the advantages for karate are, are nil. Yeah, like, sure. Uh, you know, I cut the to cover that cover that distance to to break their distance and all that sort of stuff. The weight division didn't suit me, but sure. there was only under sixty five, under seventy five, and and over. So the heavies, so. None, none of them really suited me, but um, I still, I still got a few three rounds, a uh, few rounds there in Athens, um, and yeah, same thing, didn't, didn't sort of matter too much. Mm-hmm. And then when, um, when Australia come around, I'd started boxing. Okay, um, sure. So I wanted because of the contrast last time of having to fight against the, these big, tall, lanky guys in the same weight division, um. I needed better head movement. I wanted to be able to be in close oh, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. Not, and not be hit. Yep. So I was like, Rodio, and I knew that if we'd clashed, because they'd, they'd entered, you know, not not so much throws, but when you have a clash, you've got three seconds to, you know, get them on the ground or whatever it was. And I knew if they ran into me that I was going to put them on the ground, you know, <laughs> like I was – because yeah. physically I was so much so much stronger, but it was a distancing. Distant, Even yeah. the speed-wise, all that, I, I think I, I could match them on all that, all that contrast, but – I couldn't make my arms grow, no matter yeah, how sure. much I trained. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they weren't yeah, going to get any distance, longer. Yeah. So, um, so that that's that's how the boxing started. I wanted better head movement and all that, and I, I went to I went I went to um, the 2012, and I probably had my best run. Like you know, I got I got a fair way through the draw. Um, just I always missed out on that that mm. last fight to get into the finals. But as Brant touched on, I made the the team um, Kimite for Team Australia. Yeah. And um, we got a bronze medal in yeah, that. Yeah, that's and, awesome, dude. But the the passion. So in a, in a team event, there's no weight divisions. It's just yeah. each country picks their best five fighters. Yeah. And um, then five fighters go, you know, go to war against the 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 other um, the other other countries. Yeah. So I, I think I got matched up against a heavyweight American guy. You know, straight oh, really? up. And um, you know, I think I, I, we might have might have been two one down or something. So I was like, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't a defining – it might have been one all, sorry. So it wasn't a defining fight, but if I'd lost, it would have really put pressure on the rest of the team uh, to, yeah, come, okay. to come through. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I got the win and it was 
like that experience was a highlight of all three world championships yeah, for me. Cool. And uh, that's what, and it's so surprising because as a team, we did it, but I'm not a team yeah, sports. Okay, you, you, know, sure. you get what I mean? Yeah, so yeah it's, um, of course. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really good. But, um, you know, that, that, uh, that awoken the beast because <laughs> I'd started boxing. I was still juggling. I, I think I might've had my first fight and like my first fight was in Rocky. Yeah. And like I, I'd been training and everyone knew that I was training boxing, but like I had a fight in Rocky and I told my parents the day of it. You oh, know, did you, was, you didn't want to tell I, them. I, I was like, mm, you know, what if I get knocked out? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, of course. And, um, so it wasn't until, till, um, yeah, that, that sort of happened. And then I had that first fight and, and won. And, um, you know, from then on in, it was boxing. Boxing was it. Boxing was it. And I just, I got, I got something just, uh, like the, the, but you know, we, we, but old school, man, we were, mm. um, you know, the, the ropes around, you know, a bit of concrete under the PCYC and, um, you know, our, our coach was nearly 80 year old, you know, it was all just, you know, we were just all test, test Australian filled boys coming yeah, yeah. down and, and punching on. And, um, but it made me realize the you see a man in his purest forms, if you hit a man and it hurts him <laughs> and he goes into that yeah. survival mode, um, that's that's when you see someone at their purest, and of course, and yeah, definitely. It's, it's something ninety nine percent of people will never experience. Mm -hmm. And as as sickening as it is, it's extremely you know satisfying. Like of course, when when you, you when you hit someone in the ring and they don't like getting hit, I've won. Like mm, I, yeah. I know it's just a matter of time now. I've I've broken your spirit, and the amount of underdog stories that I like we could talk about. That um, you know, like I've had people fly me last minute, you know, across the country for fights to yeah. to, to fill in. I'm I'm there as a fill in, fill in fighter. Yeah, sure. And you know, but and I go I go in there and get the win. But um, it's the mindset that I've got is my like my biggest regret would be losing to someone that I knew I could beat by not being fit enough. Yeah, sure. So I always I always kept myself fight ready. Yeah, well, whether I was fighting for an Australian title or fighting fighting someone in Rocky. They were fighting the same fighter, and yeah. if they weren't ready, they were, you know, they were, they were going to be in for it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's I'm a pressure fighter, so it's you know my head's on their chest as, as as long as they can be. So regardless, they can be a better boxer than me. That that doesn't matter if their tank's not you know not up to scratch yeah, sure. because um you know re regardless whether they win or lose, they're going to be sore, and I'm going to be sore, and yeah. and um and that's how it is. But that's that's the success for for my boxing career because. Whether I was fighting for an Australian title or a Joe Blow fight, yeah. it was it was the same fighter going into the ring, and um, that's that's what made me you know so successful. So um, I, I loved it, and I, I still I still do love it. It's just age has caught up with me. I had <laughs> you know I had I had some I had some pretty scary times, man. Like you know it's um I, I fought over um at PNG. Oh and wow, that, that, that would have been interesting. Yeah, it it was at Port Moresby, man. It's you know, every, you hear all the stories, and it's a hundred percent like you know <laughs> oh, wow. we got we got picked up you know from the airport, and we were going in there, and as we're driving into La Mana Resort, like where the where the fights were, you know, there's, there's people in the street with you know machetes tied around their Shit. necks, and you know the 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 guy taking us from the airport transfer is like, oh yeah, you know, if you go for a walk, just stay off the roads because if you get hit and no one sees you, they'll just kick you down the hill, man. Like you're kidding, crazy. And we we get in there and um, like for those that follow boxing, you know, I was I was in the room with Rocky Hooney, Justice Hooney's dad. Oh yeah, nice. And um, 
you know, I'm laying down trying to have a sleep before our weigh-in and there's Rio bars through the roof. This is a four-star, <laughs> four-star hotel, Shit. man. And, um, but yeah, like that, that was, that was a fight that, that, that pretty much finished my career. Um, I fought on the Friday night for an Australian title, you know, on a pro-am yeah, undercard. Sure. And the guy that, the guy that I was fighting, I knew was good. So I wanted to be as strong as I could, sure. you know, for that fight. And, um, so I'd, I'd replenished, you know, I'd, I'd, I used to cut very brutally yep. and then I made, made that weight and then I went back to my room. So, and then to go over to PNG, I didn't realize I was fighting, his name's Tom Boger. So yep. he lost uh, Luke Jackson in two Olympic qualifiers. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't know any of this. I thought I was going over to PNG to, um, you know, to just fight, fight, you know, an Islander boy. Like they can mm. all, they can all bang, but their skill set's not the greatest yep. normally. Sure. Uh, but I was going over to fight a potential Olympian. Yeah. And I wish I'd known that because I wouldn't have taken the fight on the Friday night because after the Friday night fight, I had to go back to my motel and cut 4.6 kilo. Jeez like, Louise. Yeah, this is uh, – I'm, I'm at a, you know, a national level fighter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't as if I had kilos of fat hanging off me. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I was, yeah, I was yeah. So you're constantly athletic. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I had to go back to my room and, you know, I'd cook myself in a bath, just boiling bath with Epsom salts and – you know, and, and Sammy, Sammy used to hate it because every time that I had to get in there a second time, every single time that I've done it, I've passed out. You oh, know? Like, Jesus Christ. You see, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see these people that are, you know, and the UFC guys and that mm. doing these extreme cuts and, yeah, they get a 24-hour weigh-in. I, I flew over to PNG, weighed in at 1 p.m. and we're fighting by 7, you know. Oh, jeez so, Louise. Hang on, let me just fix this a bit. Sorry, mate. Try that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Bet you're good there. Yeah. Yeah, so you so so was that con- but that you said that Sammy knew that happened every yeah, time. So yeah. you've done that multiple times. Well not like normally I'd only have to get in yeah. once. So I used to um you know, roughly in, in the the Epsom bar, so I used to average about one point five every twenty minutes. So yeah, yeah. but um like that's literally just sitting in a bathtub, turning the hot tap on, Jeez. you know, five hundred grams of Epsom salts and, and cutting the weight. Yeah. But um yeah, not too many times I had to do it twice because that was the final, like that was literally hours before I weighed in. Um, but yeah, a few times I had to get in there twice, and yeah, she wasn't she wasn't happy. What was your average? What was your normal fight weight? Like, so, what, what were you fighting at? So initially, uh, so I started when I started boxing. So there's a few different leagues. So yeah. um, I was involved in like uh, Sun State Queensland League, um, and then. Their affiliation is with glo- like Global Boxing Australia too, and then later on there was Australian Boxing Council. So I could fight in all three of them. Yeah, sure. But none of them get you to the Olympics. So if you want to fight in the Olympics, you have to fight in the association. Ah, so uh, okay, yes. But at the time through my career, there there wasn't too many association clubs outside of Brizzy. You know, it's re- yeah. a really metro. It's it's expanded now, but um, at the time there there wasn't much association stuff yeah sure and then um so you know i had nearly 70 fights under desi before before i made the the switch over because i i'd won all the like global league and abc um australian titles but never in the same year yeah so i wanted to win them all in the same year to show that i was top dog yeah yeah and um and then i I went over the association uh for the harder fights and you know, I, I lined up with Mick Daly, who down in Gladstone. So yep. he, he was affiliated with the association and, um, you know, he was a, a multi-Olympic Olympic coach, like the actual Olympics, and he's trained multiple Olympians. Mm. So, um, and, you know, he, he was great for my, for my boxing career. 
Um, you know, to, to get down there, you know, I'm a I'm multiple Australian champion and to go down there and I'm um, sparring and he literally just shakes his head. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> how, how have you ever, how have you ever won a fight? Like, he's just, because I'm just going in there, you know, yeah, yeah, a bull out of a gate, head, yeah, head down, just, yeah, yeah. just banging on. And, you know, he's sitting there and at the time, Reese Evans was doing really well down there. And he's just like, Reese, bang, you know, overhand, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like literally scripting a book on how yeah. to beat me. And Reese just punched the shit out of me. You really? Know? Like ab- just absolutely flogged me. And um, so that was that was a huge wake-up call to be yeah. to be at that level that I was, thinking like, oh, yeah, I'll come over here and get get some harder fights to, you know, the first bloke I spar in the gym just flogs me. You yeah, know? So of course, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, yeah, wow. And just, so it was a know, good wake-up call in really, a sense. Really good wake-up call and just like – to, to be able to just bang on with me hands and, and mental grit to actually get your feet under you, you yeah, know, throw, yeah, throw, sure. throw these punches, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, set your punches up rather like I'd just, I'd done so well through league and global and ABC just with being the bulldog. That, yeah, 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 that was my boxing name, you know. <laughs> like I was I was going in there. And I love I, it. And I was mauling people because yeah, yeah. that's, that's how it was. It, it wasn't flash, man. I, I probably I – probably, you know, I had nearly a hundred fights, and I've probably thrown five jabs. Like, <laughs> it's literally just, you know. Wow. And, oh but shit! Until the association, you know, yeah, until yeah, I started fighting with Mick, and he's like, "Mate, if you want to set these shots up," and um, but Mick, he he didn't so much agree with with my 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 style, but it was working. And and he knew that I was fit. Yeah, he knew okay. that he knew that. Yeah, my work rate, you yeah. know, and like we we went away. I can't remember what what fight it was, but um. You know, we got there and and old mates requested more rounds. Like he's like, "Oh, we'll fight," because I think I was more experienced. But you know, he had uh, the reach and whatnot, yeah, so okay. we're, we're trying to make it even. And he's and he's um like his reason for to benefit him was he's like, "Oh, well, let's go for a longer fight." And mix, you know, Mick and, and Shane Kitching, assistant coach. They're just like, yeah, right. I like, is that all you want, or do you want more? Because they they knew there was no one in the circuit that was that was yeah. fitter than me at the time, so. And it was um, but it was just good having <laughs> my first state titles um for for the association. I went in and um, you know, I'd, I fought Jesse Travers and he's yeah, he was good man. Like you know, rocking up rocking up at the way in his Australian tracksuit and all that. And, wow, yeah. You know, like I, I'd I'd been at that level, but not in the association. So I knew yeah. I knew these guys were the, the real deal. Yeah. And um, and Kicho, <laughs> the assistant coach. He's like, mate, you're not going to beat this guy in a really? box, in a boxing match. You yeah, know? Right, like, okay. he's like, upset him, yeah. and and we'll you know we'll, we'll see how you go. He's like, I want you to go out and hit him low. I'm like, oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Sure. So so you know the the strategizing. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, just uh, it. Yeah, to yeah. come out and, and be the better fighter. So he's like, yep, come you know come out blah, blah blah and hit him low. Come out, whack, got away with the first one, all good. <laughs> and then next time we clinched, you know, I I, I went for for the rip again and like. I don't, I don't, even, that wasn't an intentional like, yeah, low yeah, punch yeah, and yeah. I, I don't think it was low, but he pulled me up on it and Mick is in the corner screaming at me because Kitcher hadn't told him. Uh, so, so my assistant right. coach hadn't oh, told my no. lead coach. Yeah, okay. And I've, I've come out in the first, you know, first minute of this fight and yeah. I'd load blowed this Australian <laughs> representative twice. <laughs> anyway, so he pulled me no. up on it and he's like, yep, blah, 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 you know, like, yeah, pulled me up, but like – you, you get you normally get three warnings before a points come off. So he's come straight out and I've gone straight right. 
straight in the cods again. Oh. And that was it. Old mate's pulled me up and he's like, mate, next time I'm taking a point off. Because yeah. we, we weren't even halfway through this first round and I'd smacked him low. Really good twice. Oh, one, no. one incidental. Yeah. And um, But you, he was he was frothing at the mouth, this guy, to yeah. take my head off. and. Yeah. He spent the next three rounds trying to do it, and he uh, that brought him straight into my fight. And yes. it, it wasn't it wasn't even a cl- you know a close yeah. fight after that. Like this guy would have absolutely boxed my ears off. You know, yeah. it would have been he could have put on a, a display, but just with that strategizing and and having a you know a coach that, that yep. knows his fighter and knows you know what, I I love that mate. That's fantastic. And, 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 and it's you know. It, People can say what they want about it, but you know I'm, I'm there to win a fight, and and I won the fight. You know, yeah, and, of course. and I ended up winning, like because that wasn't just a state title fight; it was going through the process. So yeah. I had that fight, had the next fight, you know, and I think I had three fights over that weekend. But I won, I won the belt. You Good know, on so, you, mate. So I had That's an Australian true. representative fighting first up. And um, yeah, uh, and I, I walk, walked away with the belt. Well, so. that's just that's just taking advantage of the rules that you're allowed to do. Yeah, so you, there's no, there's no, the rule says you're allowed to lie blow twice. Oh, it's a, and, and <laughs> even you get a point the, taken yeah. off. Well, and I, I could have done it again. You yeah, know, the yeah, ref yeah. could have taken a point off. So yeah. I think I, I well, won unanimous on on all three. But um, but yeah. So then going back to the the, the PNG because that was a that was a defining fight in in yeah. my career. So. On the Friday night, I fought uh, for an Australian title and yeah. I, I won. So, oh, did you? Congratulations! That, that, that was my my highest achievement in the association. Wow, man, that's like fantastic! A, a CFMEU national title or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had to cut the four point six kilo overnight, and then and then hop on hop on the plane, you know, fly over to, to Port Moresby, and um, you know, what was that flight like over going oh, over, mate? I don't, I don't, yeah. man, I I can't even tell you the person I fought on the Friday yeah, night. Yeah, wow. Like, I, I remember, you know, going in and weighing in and even like touching gloves, just feeling absolutely yeah. exhausted, yeah. you know. So, and um, yeah, so we, we had that fight and, you know, that was, I, I was nearly probably 90, 90 odd fights in then. Yeah. Never been stopped, you know, and, and this, I, I didn't hit the ground, but this bloke stopped me and yeah. it was like, you know, uh, afterwards, and the doctors, the doctors sort of checking me over, and he's, you know, and he's like, "Oh, mate, can you tell me who that is?" And it was our team captain or whatever at the time, Mark Nelson, yeah. and um, like it was on the tip of my tongue, man. Like I knew exactly who it was, but I, I couldn't say it, and that's when I was like, "This, this one's, this one's hurt me." Yeah, you know? like yeah. Uh, it was. Um, and I had pixelated vision for two weeks after True that fight. Shit. So you know, I went and got went and got went and got the head scanned, and and that, they found nothing, but. That was I knew something had clicked in me that day that I yeah. knew that the the damage was done, you know, like yeah, that, of that I'd had that uh, you know my my run for elite boxing was was sort of done. Yeah. Um. So then I, I come back and I was still training. I wasn't training at with Gladstone anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, I think we were expecting Knox, our yeah, my, my second boy. So, um. You know, I'd sort of walked away from the elite side of boxing, but. I was back training with Desi um, in Rocky, and um, you know just just people owed favors to I suppose yeah, like yeah, you know course. just promoters and, and whatnot, and you know were still ringing me. Um, you know I've got I've got this this fight. Can can you jump in? And you know I always just oh well, you know if you you bring the miso and kids down or whatever and pay pay me away, I'll, I'll I'll be there. Yeah, sure. And um, but all these fights, so my I had my last five fights and two corporates were all title fights. So oh really? I uh, had well I had, I had two two fights. The corporate ones weren't, but the last five 
like league initiated fights where were all title fights or call-up fights, like not fights that that I'd, I'd you know, gone away or whatever. Like they were all, you know, within the yes. week sort of call-up fights, but I was winning them. So yeah. of like going back to, you know, that, that competitive edge, you know, it was while I was being competitive and still winning, yeah, um, you know, I was I was going to keep doing it. So yeah, I, I won I won these fights, but I was finding I was getting so banged up. Yeah, like um, oh, you would be because mate. I, I wasn't I wasn't training like I was I was fighting yeah. anymore. Like I was still doing dribs and drabs, but I wasn't I wasn't sparring as say. So you know, body wasn't conditioned. My face definitely wasn't conditioned. Like these guys weren't big hitters, but. I was getting I was getting cuts, cuts and, and all that sort of stuff and just taking a long a longer time to recover. So um that was a, the last five and then I had I had two corporate fights with Betty Hawks from the coach down at Fight Fit. Yeah. Um, you know, just like I saved saved one a, a charity bout, you know, at the Gracie pub for, for him because his fighter pulled out and then yep. he wanted to fight at one of Desi's Desi's shows and you know, I, I don't think I, I even trained like a, I think it was just a catch weight. I didn't even weigh in. It yeah, was just yeah. to sort of just save need, the show and we take, need someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, he'd he'd help. Oh, I'd helped him out, and then yeah, I was like, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll have another another dust up. But um, and that was it, man. That was I've I've pretty much walked away from the sport because I'm too frightened of of how getting old, hit. How old were you when you walked away from it? Um, roughly, like. I'm gonna say 2015, 2016, yeah, 2016. Yeah. And and how many fights did you had on your belt? So including the, I had 97 fights um, across, you know, across all the different sanctions. Yeah. Um, and and the two corporate, you know, and, and had a like a, a a record of 80, 16 and one, so 80 wins, 16 losses, Holy and one draw. Holy dude, that's um, unreal. And then you know the the two corporate ones, uh, like I, I won both of them, yeah. but. They that that ain't go on your record. Yeah. So um, you know it's a you know, six Australian titles. You know over that period and um, that's man, an accomplishment oh, in man, itself, it's, mate. That's it's fantastic, cra- absolutely and, crazy. And and you know to walk away with yeah yeah just pretty much a hundred fights under your yeah. belt. That's that's crazy. But I'll, and I'll, to walk and but then also to know that you needed to walk away at that yeah, point. That's, that's that's the part that probably is the most important thing yeah, to take yeah. in is that you and knew that part. It sits so well with me that that I was able to walk away from it like um like all the, with all the belts that I'd won. So at the end of every year they get they get forfeited, you know, yeah. like say, you know, you you Australian titles in November and then next November you forfeit them. So out of all my titles that that I won, I never lost. So yeah. I never, I never got to defend a title and oh, yes. lose it as oh, such. Yeah, so sure. I always had to fall for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm extremely proud of that. Yeah, um, of course I would be. Yeah. So, and it was just good to to be able to walk away. Like I, I know that I was in it too long in in a sense of damage, mm-hmm. um, but my pride took no beating because yeah, yeah. because um you know I I walked out a winner. Yeah, and, of course. And so that's yeah. So you, that yeah, so you so you, you you finished your boxing career. You've gone, you know. What, obviously, you've still got this fire yeah, yeah. in you. You've got this will to to want to accomplish things, to achieve tasks and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, so you, you you finished up your boxing. What did you What did you do in the meantime after that? Like, did you because you obviously kept yourself very active. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, like just. You know, running is a huge yep. part of boxing, and I hated it. I yeah. absolutely hated it when I was, was doing it. 
Um, Desi wasn't so much a big advocate for it, but yeah, sure. um, you know, Mick used to get us to with sprinting and and you know doing five k's, time five k's, you know, all that sort of stuff. And um, it like I, I got entered a tough mutter event. Yep. Um, with my friend James Johnson and well, a few of us, but it ended up being just me and James Johnson going down, and he's not fit like mm-hmm. he's you know he's he's just the average Joe like yeah he's but but. We walked through the whole Tough Mudder t- together, 21Ks, whatever it was. Like, this is way back 2012, I think. Yeah, sure. But, um, but yeah, so I, I had a lot of fun, but I hated because we did it together. So I was like, yeah, come on, mate, like, blah, 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 like yep. this. Like, yeah, James, James was fit enough to do the, the 21Ks, but, like, he probably couldn't have done 10K running straight. Yeah, you know, sure. Where I was at the level where, like, I, the time that we did it in, I could have done it two hours quicker, like, yep. if I think – so I wanted I wanted to explore that because mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun, but I wanted I wanted to be competitive, you know, like it was it was easy for yeah. me, yeah, of and I was like, you know, as fun as it was, I, I wanted a bit more. So I jumped straight in the deep end. I went I entered a, a Spartan race, forty two kilometer. Holy um, shit! So I'd never run a marathon. Yeah, like yeah, of course. That tough mudder was the first half marathon that I'd ever done. Um. But I was like, oh, you know, I can run forever. You know, like yep. running's easy. I knew no science behind the running or like like I do now. But um, I entered a 40, 42K race. You know, I, I checked up the mandatory items. So I needed, you know, I needed one one litre of water in a camel back yep. and, you know, I needed an emergency blanket and all that. Yep. Knew nothing about fuel or because, you know, I'd just, I just been jumping the ring and fighting, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, of course, a, yeah. a power raid after, after me fight. There's no, no pre workouts, creatine, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, yeah, none no. of that, none yeah. of those supplements, um, were, you know, I, I was not, not on board with that. So, um, I, I jumped into this 42K race with, you know, obstacles and, you know, rope climbs yep. and swimming and, you know, all, all this sort of stuff. Um, and I, I literally had a, you know, a litre of water in my backpack. So I'd run out and I was like about the 35K mark and a friend of mine, Roy Hanford, like good friend now, but he's, um yeah, I, I met him on that race day because I was cramping yeah. bad. And, but um I didn't realise at the time, but I was coming sixth, you know, my, fir- yeah, right. my first event and yeah, I shit. knew nothing about, you know, like, you know, the I didn't even know what the obstacles were. I literally just rocked up to to see what it was. But I was cramping bad, and he he gave me a, a you know a quest bar, I think it was, and after that there, I managed I managed to keep you know to to keep, to, keep to get to, to, yeah, to start running again, and I ended up coming eleventh. Nice, but um, yeah, I was like straight away that you know I, I was I was not so much so proud of myself or any of that. You know, I've I've got that little selfish bully in the back of my head to say like, why why'd you stop? Like you <laughs> yeah. know like yeah. Yeah, you know, you 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 could you could have you could have just pushed that a little bit a little bit harder. So um, it's you know I I I I am proud of myself and and all the rest of it and pr- proud of how I did. But the overpowering thought was you can you can do better. You can yeah. do better than that. Like it's so um you know I come back and I do I did a few shorter races and, and whatnot, just more so learning how the the sport of obstacle racing was going at the time. I still wasn't real into the endurance stuff. Yeah. Um, just trying to be competitive at, at these these Spartan races, and you know, like I, I was, but in in the same sense as um, like I, I was with the karate with the, these big tall lanky guys, 
with the obstacle racing, I was finding I literally just wasn't quick enough. You know, yeah. like yeah, like over these these 5K races, it was really I could be a gun at all the obstacles, but these guys that are running 5K, you know, quicker than quicker than um, you know, that that like miles quicker than yeah. I could do it was um, you know, it was hard to overcome, and that's where I found the distance running. Was yes. was more up my alley. I, yeah, I sure. could be I could be more competitive, um, in in this distance stuff. So I started I started you know looking yeah. into the science of of endurance training. You know the aerobic zones and all that sort of stuff, um, to to get better at distance running. And I I actually started enjoying it a lot more by by slowing down. Yeah, sure. You know, like you know I used to when I was fighting it was ten k as quick as you can, and you know I was busted man after that like. All the time when to now, like with the science behind the endurance, being able to run, you know, three or four half marathons a week and being yeah, fresh as. That's crazy. So, but um, so that, that was the way I was going with it. I started doing a few more. The ultras in Spartan ended up going to 50Ks. Um, done, a, done, a, done a few more of them and um, at the time then I started started training at, at um, ETS at the yep. gym and, you know, they're, they're really on board with the the obscure stuff. They've got their gym set up for that. And, yep. you know, Shawnee Sean, Arnold was – he was a, a mentor for me back way back in the Gracie gym days. And, sure. you know, we've kept really good friends and, you know, they they, they sponsored me to, to, to do these. Yeah. So I was like, yep, sweet. Um, so – and we, we built a community there, you know, yep. like a, for our obscure racing and – we, I ended up talking, I think, like 13 of us. Ended up, like Did these, you really? These, these are guys that were sort of, you know, they, they were doing weight loss challenges and all that to coming out to doing a 50K race, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, a good friend of mine, you know, he's I got him signed into it and um, his partner had some real concerns. Like this, this guy, this is the guy who's literally never done sport or anything. Yeah. Like he, he's literally done a weight loss challenge. And you know, I've I've talked him into doing a fifty k race, and his his partner was was not happy. You know, like <laughs> she was she was literally yeah, literally fearful imagine. for his life. True and, shit. And because yeah. you know, like, well, uh, I mean, th- for the average person, the first go fifty k, that's that's pretty pretty mad. hundred percent. Yeah. And but I, I knew he could do it. You yeah, know, and that's um, good. And and. The whole group didn't think they could do it, but yeah. out of the thirteen we took away, eleven of them managed to do it oh, in, the, in the time. Yeah, shit, but that's it, awesome. It took a, a lot of, you know, like so. There's a 14 hour time cap. So yep. as you were saying, to the average person, you know, 50k is, is a is a huge amount. Yeah. But I'm I'm breaking it down. I'm trying to make this race achievable to everyone, yes. and just say you've got 14 hours to do this race. Like yes, you could literally walk your dog. Yes. You know, fifty k in fourteen hours easily. You yeah, know? like yep. that's that's the mindset that I was trying to get them. I'm like, don't think about it as a fifty k race. Think about it as all I've got to do is manage, you know, a kilometer every ten minutes. Yep, and and I can get this you done. Can get it done. And you know, because it it was two twenty five k loops. Yeah, some man. Hectic hills, I stitched them up hard. I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't intentional. Like, <laughs> you it was just in, didn't know. And it yeah, was in the Gold, just... Gold Coast hinterland. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was, it was yeah. stinking hot and whatnot. And, um, you know, the, the, I think over the 50K, we did, you know, like 2,200 meters vert. So, yeah. you know, Mount Archer nearly four times. Wow. So, oh, shit. And I, but I didn't know this. And, yeah, oh, man, 
but <laughs> I yeah, uh, funny story. I actually I've told this one before, but I actually did that climb going up the Mount Arch. Yeah. The Mount, what's the trail name of that one? I forget. Zamia. Zamia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. Yeah, we did it. Uh, I walked it up. Walked up it with a pair of with me converses on yes, my sa- saddle bag and one <laughs> one 600 mil bottle of water mate yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, i had no idea what yeah, i was yeah. getting what i was getting yeah. into i just like walked by the time i got up to the top mate i was fucking dying yeah and then me mate had me mate's missus had this fucking watermelon i sucked the shit out of that yeah. watermelon <laughs> but but yeah well it's like Going going back to the, this yeah. this guy guy's partner, yeah, she was literally fearful for his life. Yeah, and um, how did he do? He he finished. He did. He, yeah, he, good he, on him. he, he finished it, and like I, as much as I told them all, you know, to run your own race because mm. I said like if you know if I was a strong runner and you were good at the obstacles, and I ran it with you, you were probably going to hold me back. Because, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I, I was I knew that I could run it, but if I was waiting for you, so I told them to do do their own race, and they ended up catching up. You know, mm. towards uh, the end of the second lap, a lot of the guys and finishing it together. But nice. they needed that then. Yes. You know, like they're 35K in. They'd only just made it back in the, the transition time and um, they they did need each other to, yeah. to finish it. And, and they they all got it done, man. And it's um it was – a lot of them won't do it again. You know, yeah, but they've, 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 they've they, they that achieved it. They, and they were so, so proud afterwards. But you know, I'm like, oh, there's another 50 coming up. They're like – don't you know? No, no way. Not in your wildest dreams. But, um, but that race, you know, I'd spent so much time, um, you know, trying to g everyone up and, and trying to be a good example and and all the rest of it. And like, you know, I was I was going into it, you know, assembly. Like, I, I wanted to be competitive. You of know, course. I'd, I'd yeah. entered. So there's elite, like, which is prize money. Um, then there's age category and then open. So, you know, most of the guys entered into open. I entered into age groups. I'm like, oh, I want to see how I go here. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the elite guys take off 10 minutes later. I think it's 18 to 29. So they took off and then, you know, my group. So yeah. it's 20, uh, 29 to whatever, 30, 30 to 39. Um, so I was, I was done that. And so, you know, not, not really keeping track, like, you know, of numbers or whatever. And I, I come back from the first lap and over the last obstacle, they radio through. First ultras coming through. <laughs> Bullshit, and, really? And I'm like, am I winning? <laughs> She's like, yeah. And cause, so when, when you're in Ow. the top 10 have to wear a white singlet. So then, uh, okay. you know, on your second loop, all the guys at the obstacles can sort of radio see. through. And um, so I, I've gone into my transition area, you know, I've, I've filled all my packs up. And I said, one bloke just didn't stop. He just just kept running out straight out onto his second lap. I was like, oh yeah, well you know, so be it. And I knew if he had enough gear on that first lap that he'd be, you know, he'd be drained because yeah, yeah, of it, course. Like I, I'd put another two liters in, you know, another seven fifty mil in the front plus whatever lollies and and all that sort of stuff that I wanted to take. So I knew if he'd had all that enough to do another lap, that first lap has taken its toll on him. Yeah, of course, definitely. And it, and it was stinking hot, so. Um, you know, it's and I went out in the second lap. I think like within within four k or whatever, I'd caught him just pretty much straight up climb, and um, you know, I knew after that I knew I was winning. Yeah, you know? that's so crazy. Every everywhere that I could that was in a big open space that I could look back, um, I did, and I couldn't I couldn't see anyone. So I was you know I was I was going through, and then last sort of five k is all around a, a festival area. Yeah. And um, man, the motions because Sammy and the kids were down there. Oh, beautiful, so mate! They, so they were seeing that. 
Well, like, they weren't there the whole day. Oh, uh, yeah, So, because, yeah. like, this, this race, it took, you know, still took me seven hours or whatever. Um, but that someone someone had called them through, say, hey, Ben's winning. Yeah. Um, he's just gone out for his second lap. Like, we estimate him to be back in three hours or whatever. So the last obstacle was a, a cargo net climb over the main entrance. Yeah, okay. So, like, you, like, like walking into oh, the event, you right literally yeah. walk, walk under, under the it. last obstacle. That's cool, yeah. So I've hit that cargo net. I'm new, I'm winning. Everyone's cheering, you know, like, yep, blah, blah, blah. He's coming through and I'm climbing over the net and all I hear is, that's my dad. Oh, really? That's my dad. And I'm like, just tearing, you know, know, (laughs) I I, I was was tearing up so bad. Like the whole last five Ks, you know, I was like, I hope hope someone's told me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so proud of myself but all I wanted was – to win in front of my kids. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah, going across out there and they're, they're screaming out, you know, that's my dad and I'm, I'm just born. Right, that's, that's beautiful, man. But I'm scooting down the scooting down the A-frame and, you know, across the line and, and you know, and that was it, man. Yeah. I, I was a winner. Um, and that was so – it was – I was so proud. Yeah. And what um, was the feeling like, man? What yeah, was that? It, was it, well, it was just proud? And it just, it and was because I – like the first lap, I'd I'd similarly done conservative, yeah, and you know I didn't even when I knew that I was winning, I still didn't want to be like, like I was I was happy to let someone catch me, sure, and go off their body language because yeah. you know like like I said you know I've seen people in their purists when you know when they're mm. when they're about to get knocked out, you learn so much about someone so sure it's hard to run past me, and fake. How yeah. good you are! Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. So I, I was banking on, I was banking on that life experience. Um, if someone was to pass me, but you know, I, I that that didn't come through. So I, you know, I still ran across the finish line. Um, mm. So and that was that was that was great, man. It was yeah. it was what so an achievement, good. dude. Yeah, and to was. have your family there with you as well, um, and to go through that transition period there where you were, you know, you're highly competitive with your boxing and everything like that and then to sort of reinvent yourself find something new um in a way yeah uh, and then focus on that as well win it yeah um that that in itself is great to yeah. hear great great motivation for people as well you know just because you just because you finished one thing that you were heavily invested in doesn't mean it's just going to open up a door for something else. Yeah, di- diff- different sport. That's yeah. all. It, that's all it is yeah. to me. Like the the mindset, the the effort in training. Yeah. You know the the grit, all mm-hmm. that is is the same. And that's yeah. I, I'm just so fortunate to have found another niche. You yeah. know, and even like and it and it goes right through to my relationship. You know, yes, like of when 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 I'm, when things are getting heated at home. You know. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, Sammy's yep. just like, put your shoes on, go for a run up the mountain. Like that Sammy track you're talking about, yeah. like that's my Zen space. You know, yeah, like whenever, okay, cool. whenever times are tough, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the back of that mountain, but, um, and you know, she realizes that and supports that, which is super important yeah. as well, because endurance running and endurance training is it takes up so much time, man. But well, it does essentially. Like, you, yeah, you, you know, to get a decent one in, you've got to do hours and hours and yep. hours and hours. And that's, um, you know, that's that's the uh, beauty, I suppose, of Rockhampton is it's so hot. So, yeah. you know, if I'm wanting to go and do that, I'm up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, to go and get it done. So then by the time I've come home, one, because it's too hot, but um, you know, then the kids are only just waking up, so I'm not actually losing that time with the kids but it's just it's tiring you yeah know? of so, course definitely but, um, yeah so from from that obstacle like that the, the 50k stuff you know what what was what was next yeah so um they there's an event it's called true grit um and they do an obstacle course race that goes for 24 hours oh, so, yeah. so it's um a, like a nearly a 12k loop with yeah. um 30 obstacles and you, you've got like a, a pit lane. So, you know, if I'm the first pit and you're the last pit, you've got to run through my pit and I've got to run uh, through yours. Yeah. So it's just like a big S bend at the end of the lap. Yeah, sure. And it goes from, yeah, the start to the finish. So, yeah, 12K, 30 obstacles, and it's just as much as you can get done in uh, 24 hours. So that was that was the next that was the next goal what was your what so that was the next goal so what did you have to change up the whole style of how you did this like was it much the same that you just true grit knock into it just yeah yeah go hard? De- definitely yeah. like i was i i had multiple goals for mm-hmm. the event um you know i'd never run i'd never run over 60k non-stop um so that was that was the first goal um how i was going to be you know, after nine hours, I suppose, um, that was, you know, it was all, there was just so much unknown of, of how, how the body was, was going to feel. And, and, but similar to that race and, um, you know, like, like we we're, were talking about before. Yeah. So I've rocked up, we've, we've set up camp and, you know, like there's literally three of us that are all doing the event. And then we had one girl that was just doing the one lap event. And she was going to be our pit crew for the night. Yeah, sure. And, you know, we've rocked up there and, like, there's, there's people with, you know, gazebo tents and all that with their whole families to pit them for the night. And, yep. you know, just, just walking around the course, having a bit of a look and talking to these guys that, you know, and they're all walking around, they're world champion. Yeah, wow. Because in 2017 they held the world championships at that actual event. Oh, really? Okay, so, wow. Um, you know, everyone there is just repping their old singlets and, and whatnot. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm just picking their brains a bit like, you know, what what do I expect? And, yeah, you know, a few of the guys that, yeah, oh, wait till the trees start talking and all this. And, <laughs> I couldn't – that was trippy when yeah. you were saying it. Wait till the trees start yeah. talking and to you. Holy so, shit. And, you know, just these hallucinations and I'm like, like far out. Like how how deep do these guys go, you know, yeah. to, to, to get that? But, man, it turned out that they're – like they're all just dreamers, you know. Like yeah, that. okay. Because yeah, we the the event started, and you know, none of us had like myself and Shawnee Arnold and and Justin Morgan and Jem went down, and um, you know, we'd man, this was Justin's first obstacle event. Really? So he'd never he's like, never done anything. He's never, going straight no, at twenty four hour and, marathon. Like, forgive me, Justin, if I get your age wrong, but like I'm just going to say he's mid fifties. Yeah, sure. Like, but just a bull. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, just yeah, solid. So this was his first event. Like, how, how does he know what to expect? Yeah, you know, of course. Like, and he, he goes out and smacks 100K still, man. Like, Jeez you know, Louise. And, um, 
but yeah, so we, and we we all did, you know, like yep. like I was saying earlier, um, before the it before started, live, yeah, yeah, um, you know, there's a guy there, like we've rocked up and we've set up camp, and um, like well, literally we had we had a gazebo on a table, man, for, for you know for <laughs> yeah. four of us, yeah, so um, and you know across from us, and he's this bloke's already in all of his gear, so our event started at two p.m. All the all the single lap races started at seven. Um, this guy's ready at seven. He's in his full wow. race kit gear, and like we we literally thought that he was doing the um you know the 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 earlier yep. one lap runs, but now he's stretching and he's eating and he's got stews cooking and all the rest of it. And <laughs> wow. we're like, you know, this guy <laughs> he's is gonna intense. be yeah, he is intense. <laughs> mm. And we you know we start talking to him and you know what's your goal and he's tell us about previous years and. He's like, oh, you know, I'm hoping to get eight laps. And, you know, in the back of my head, my goal, first goal was 60K, but, you know, that, that little gremlin in, in the back is yeah, like, yeah. man, like, you Starts know. itching like, again. Yeah, you've, you've, got, you've got 100 in. Like 100 was our, that was all of our goal. Yeah, but sure. we hadn't openly said it. But, you know, we didn't yeah. want to sound cocky, but like, yeah, sure. in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, like I'd, I'd sort of love to get to 100. Anyway, so 2 p.m., race starts, you know, I'm just mowed around, not not really taking too much notice, just like I, I, I don't think I actually start towed that start line competitive to compete. Like yeah, I was competitive sure. with myself. I, I had my own goals, but, you know, I thought like I, I thought this first one was going to be a learning curve. Like I, I'm maybe yeah. a little bit too out, outside my Yeah, depth. sure. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, race started all good. You know, I'm, I'm cruising through and, you know, I'm feeling off, off pretty good. And, um, you know, nightfall come, it started to get a bit cold. you got to swim and everything in this. Like, it's down Lower Portland, middle of New South Wales. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask where it, it is. Yeah, yeah. it get, gets, gets pretty fresh. Like, I think that, that night it, you know, dropped down to two degrees or whatever it was. Shit. But, um, yeah, we're, we're going through and it gets to about three o'clock in the morning. And as you cross the line, you know, it's got your, your lap time and your rankings and, and all that. And, like, I, you know, I still felt good. So I, I didn't think I was in, in the mix. So I just kept plodding along. I didn't even take any notice of the board. But Gemma, as she was pitting us, you know, yeah. she's checked up the rankings. And she's like, you're coming in the top ten. Shit. And I'm like, what, like age? And she's eh. like, no, overall. Wow. And I'm, and I'm still feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And that little little gremlin <laughs> in the back, he's like, you know, I've still got more to give. He's, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, my fueling is working at the moment, yeah, sure. you know, like everything's all good. Like I've got, you know, I'm over halfway through this race. Let's, let's have a bit of a dig. So, um, and then I started taking notice, notice of the screen. And, um, so two laps later I'd moved into third. Shit. So, you know, I was, yeah. and I was, I was overtaking more people than were overtaking me. And, you know, I was just trying to in my head cause I was lapping people, you know, like, yeah. cause you don't have to keep going. You you can do four laps. You can go and sleep for five hours if you want and keep, yeah, okay. keep, and keep going. But um, yeah. So I'd clawed back, clawed back to third, and you know that that's that's where I ended up. The the guy that ended up winning, um, you know, he was still two laps ahead of me. But the guy that got second had only beaten me by sixteen minutes. Wow. So you know. Like, had I towed the start line competitive? For, yeah, you know, I, I could have. I could have yeah. clawed back second. So then, you know, twelve months later, I had a different mindset. You know, yeah. going, going to that race this time, but um, it had been cancelled. You know, due to the floods and all that down there, and um, you know, I was I was going down there pretty pretty confident. You yeah, know? yeah, I was like, yep, rightio, we we go down there and 
and start and, you know, I, I started quick. You know, these, these guys raced off the line and I, I wanted to – I wanted to show them. I was right there with them. Like <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want them to be halfway through that first lap and just be like, you know, like I'm feeling good. I'm like, I wanted them to feel like, how can I get, how can I get rid of this guy? <laughs> yeah. You know, especially if they'd yeah. done the race before, because they knew I had the legs yeah. in me to go the distance. Yes. So, you know, that that was the sort of mindset. But after the floods, like this 12k course, like 70 percent of it was like running across mangroves. Oh shit! Like yeah, it right was. Yeah. It was just. Yeah, crazy, crazy, and um, you know, middle of winter and whatnot, and it was like you 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 dive in, dive in. You had to swim across the dam. It was sort of midway through a lap. Shit, and um, and I was coming out, and I just I just couldn't couldn't run. You know, yeah. like I, I hadn't I hadn't had that the first time. I don't know if it was temp or you know the the body sort of not not holding up for me, but um, I just. Yeah, I was just I was really, really, really locking up, and uh, I, I I couldn't end up battling that. So yeah, um, you know, by the time that the sun come up, and you know, I felt good again, and and started going again. But that that four or five hour gap through the through the coldest parts of the night was um was was time that I, I couldn't get back. So yeah. I think I ended up coming sixth. Yeah. Um. In in that second That's one. That's still impressive, um, mate. And, and and on a much tougher field. So yeah. the same the same guy won again. Yeah. But, sure. You know, from the first year beating me by two laps. Yeah. You know, he beat. So we we done the same amount of laps, but he'd beaten me to finish that lap. Yeah. So, sure. Okay. So I was far more competitive still, but on a, on, a, on a lot yeah. tougher field. So I, I still took you know the the good with the bad out of that, but um, and I I can't help what what my body's going to do with the temp. What, um, what did you, what did you use for like nutrition and stuff? Because like, obviously you've got to be, you've got to be ingesting yeah. calories and, and carbohydrates yeah. and stuff to keep for your body fuel. What were, what were some of the things that you were having to do? Just, just, is it, was it just drinks? All, and, all, all drinks. All man, drinks. Yeah. Was so it? Yep. So I'm like, people don't realize how hard it is to eat when you're not hungry. I could imagine um, that would be so shit. Like yeah. even just, you know, like it, it sounds, it sounds easy enough to do, but like, Literally do a hundred kilometer, like a hundred meter sprint. Yeah. Okay, and try and eat a Kit Kat at the end, <laughs> and then do another hundred meter sprint. You know, a bit yeah. later. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you might get it that first time, but that's sec- that second one, man. You you won't get it down. Yeah, yeah. Of and course. that's that's how it is under under threshold. You know, with the endurance yeah. stuff, it's so I, I find for me, um, drink liquids is I can just I just drink all day. Yeah, so sure. So it's um it's a lot easier, and you know I sweat a lot, so it's I've got. Yeah, that. So that's what that's mainly what you're doing. Just like, was it like? Um, so the only solid foods I eat is just you know the chemist jelly beans. Oh them, yeah, them yeah, blue the glucose. So, and yeah, the glu- glucagel. Yeah. yeah, but otherwise, yeah, it's all just like like calorie. So there's specialized, specialized. Supp- supplements and and sure. gels and all that that you know same stuff triathlons yeah and all that yeah. sort of use. But um, no, I just thought it's interesting to know what uh, to get a bit of an idea. And when, every and everyone's is, is different, man. Yeah, like, of course. The, the stuff that I take down. And the stuff that you know my teammates take down are completely, yeah. completely different, you know, and, and it works so much differently too. What, like, um, I'd love to know. So you, I'd love to know your actual mindset when you're at, when you're at, so when you're doing these runs because you got hours to yourself, yeah, yeah. and you're running, yeah, when you're jogging, and you, what's going through your head? Like <laughs> they were saying before that you're going to be talking to the trees, like, yeah, yeah. and and you'd start. Do you get those hallucinations? You were you getting those hallucinations or anything like that? Or oh. were you, what were you? What were you? How do you? How do you keep yourself focused on the tasks that you're doing? Like me, I, I, I'll be honest with you, mate. Like I, 
that would be a mental challenge in itself. Self, yeah, definitely. Just to just to be able to stay yeah. on track. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's well, it's it's it sounds weird, but I just study myself. Like, yeah, yeah. If I if I'm running behind you, I'll study your stride. Yeah, you sure. Know, what you're doing wrong, like, man, I, I can't even drive up. Sammy's now like. <laughs> How's their stride, babe? Like, because she knows I'm looking at them and I'm just picking it apart, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, like, if, if I'm running, I don't run with music or, yes, or any, okay. any, yep. anything like that because yep. if I'm running with music, I can't I can't hear my feet, you know. Yeah, I can't okay. hear if I'm, you know, if I'm, yeah, landing too hard or, or yeah. whatever. And you, you, you really dial in, um, like, it, it's like a sixth sense, I suppose, like, sure. to your exertion rate. So, like, yeah, you dial in that much that I can run and know when my heart rate is too high for, and I need to slow down. Or that's cool. That's I didn't yeah, even definitely. really think about yeah. that. Actually, it, that's amazing. And yeah, it, it gets to the point where running in shade and the sun, like, because in exposed sunlight, my heart rate jacks about fourteen beats a minute. Yeah. So in exposed sunlight, I have to run slower because wow. yeah, one, okay. one, once you're in that that threshold zone, you know, if you if you go above that, then it's all just you know in the, in your yep. muscle tissue and. That's not what you want. So that's um that's really intriguing, mate. The fact that you've narrowed it down, that you you're that in tune with your body while you're running, that you know that you need to slow down at certain yep. temperatures, certain yeah, just light. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And I wish I'd known all that when I was fighting. You know, yeah, like true. Coming, coming yeah, through okay. that, that old school boxing gym where there's there's none of this science and you know like mm-hmm. even just have that exposure to what Mick knew from the Olympics and sure. all the training skills that he had, you know I had none of that for the first seven eight years of my fighting yeah. career. It was all just like hit a bag, Jack. Like that's literally yeah. what Desi Desi yeah. would say, you know. And so um, I wish that I'd known all this scientific, you know, yeah. stuff. Um, just about the threshold and, you know, like fighting off second wins and because I, I never even used to uh, like static stretch and yes, any okay. of that for my yep. fights because I wanted – I knew the energy I was going to expose. Um, so I always, you know, went in as fresh as I could. But then like an Olympian from down at Gladstone, Daniel Bean, you know, he used to come out like Mike Tyson. He was dripping in sweat. Yeah. You know, yep. and I'm like, man, like how do you – but he was fighting off a second win but I – I never, you know, adjusted to that. Yeah. Um, during my fight, like looking back now, I would, I would, you would do that. I would do that. Yeah. But um, because it's like, it's like when you go for a run, the first K is the hardest, you know. Like yes, it especially is. running up Mount Archer and all that sort of stuff. You're like, you know, I'll do that first K even in top nick, and I'll be like, I don't know if I'm going to get this today. Yeah. But then after that K, you're like, and you know, you get to the top and you've you've PB'd by a few minutes. You know, yeah. you, you've just absolutely smashed it. So that's that's that sort of second wind, and that makes perfect sense too. I know exactly what that yeah, feeling yeah. that you're saying that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So after that obscure race, and then you know this year they, they've canned it. So you know that was that was the only one of its kind. Oh, in, really? In, in Australia. So um, you know, hope, hopefully it does come back because I thought it was a great turnout. But um, yeah, that that led me to the you know the next challenge. <laughs> yeah. So um, and that was you know what what event can I do that's that's going to test me? I'd I'd done a few ultra trails, like 50 Ks yep. or whatever through the, um, you know, through the trails. Sure. But, um, yeah, learn, I'll learn a little thing about backyard ultras. Okay, so yep. The, the, the concept for them is it's still a trail trail race. Yep. So it's um, 6.7 kilometres um, on the hour every hour. So, you know, the quicker you finish your 6.7 K loop, you, the longer rest you get. Yep. And then, you know, on the hour every hour a new lap starts. 
and like six point seven k in an hour is you know pretty pretty achievable for for most athletes. I'd, yeah, sure. I'd say definitely. Um, a few times, yeah. you know, like the, these guys go really really long, and when you've got you know toilet breaks, food, um, your shoe change, all that sort of stuff, um, included in this, you know, you don't you don't get a longer break, yeah, you know, for a yeah. toilet stop or or anything, or you've got to go to the toilet on the run. So um. So yeah, I entered into a, it's called Dead Cow Gully. It's um they've just broken the the world record um for for backyard ultra distance at Dead Cow. Um yeah. so it's down in Nonango. It's just literally through a cow paddock, man. Is like it really? Yeah, they you know like your your single trail cattle yeah. cattle. Yep. It's just a, a slashed two meter section around um around the like the the cattle trail and that that's a that's a truck around wow. an old homestead. Like it's it's beautiful and you actually run through a, a creek bed. True. So yeah, like you, you follow the cattle trail through it. But yeah, it's a pretty pretty unique sort of course. But um yes, yeah, so I went down, did that. You know the the guys from the gym, the ETS, and that come down. We brought a bit of a team again, and um we went down there and it was it was a bit hard for me because you know I'd I'd gone from doing fifty k to that. First at first year, I did the twenty four hour. I did one hundred and thirty eight k's. So wow. I ended up ended up doing twelve, you know, twelve laps and three hundred and sixty obstacles, and I didn't fail one. Like I yeah. was so so proud of that because um you know like some of some of the obstacles are easy, like swimming through a dam. But you know when when you've got one hundred k's in your legs, that even that's difficult. You got you know rock climbs and cargo nets and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. So it's like a, a mix between. Like a military boot camp, I suppose, but strongman as well. Yep. You know, you got to do tire pulls and all that. Oh sort of stuff. yeah, yeah, okay, but, um, cool. Yeah, so to not fail any any of those, you yep. know, I was, I was pretty pretty proud of that. Yeah, bloody but, um, but yeah, so coming from you know fifty k race up to one hundred and thirty eight, that's another whole level in itself. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, and then but then I was like, oh, you know, entering these backyard ultras, I was like, well, I know I've got twenty four in me, so yes. straight away. Because of the distance, twenty four hours is a hundred miles, so one hundred and sixty whatever k's it yeah. works out to be. So I was like, you know, that's that'll be my first mm. ticket off the list. And um, so you know, trained, you know, as we do, and we rock up to these events, and that was that was the first goal, I, I suppose. But um, yeah, and the, the the guys that we're with, like, we took a a, a team down. We actually had a pit crew because after. Oh, did the, you really? So after having these two twenty four hour events, I realised to be competitive, I can't have my fellow, you know, fellow yes. athletes, yes, pitting me. Like if if I really wanted to be competitive, because none of these other guys were doing that. Yeah, sure. You know the 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 elite guys, the guys that were winning had pit crews of five plus. Like yeah, I'm right. not talking just their partners coming down. Yeah, like they, yeah. They had people wrapping them in blankets, you know, like yep. the, the proper. And um, so, yeah, we didn't have that. So I, I thought for this dead cow gully. You'd do it right. Yeah, we, we'd do it right. And, you know, a few, of the, a few of the girls and that from the, from the gym come down and pitted us. And, and, you know, man, what a – how good. Yeah. It was so good. True. But, um, yeah, they, it was – yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go into a big event now without, without – Without the without, crew. Without, without that, definitely. Yeah. Just having everything ready, it was – yeah, so – so good, but um, yes, yeah, so going down there. But um, I didn't realize, like in in my head, you know, slow running with a bit of walking was going to put me right around that forty eight minute laps. Yeah, sure. And that was that was you know that was pretty pretty comfortably. Like I was I was managing like, 
But um, yeah, as as we were going, and I, I wasn't really faulting on that. Like yeah, it was sure. always just forty eight minutes, and that would give me enough time to, you know, do everything that I needed to do. Toilet re- yep. nutrition, like the, the pit crew had most of that. But yeah, like reapplying chafe cream, yeah, or changing yeah, my course. shoes, and all that sort of stuff. There, there was a few little extras that. I had to do so managing that fine. Did you find that if you if you braked too much that you'd get like a lactic acid build up no, or anything? It was it wasn't too bad. So like you could my my mindset was walk the hills. Okay, sure. so so it's like run, walk the hills, and it, it managed to be pretty much run two k. Yeah, walk one k, which was actually through the gully. So that that wasn't so much hills, but it was a, a like a sandy bottom. Yeah, sure. So I didn't okay. want, I didn't want to be running on the sand. Yeah, and then I'd. Yeah, I'd, I'd run. I'd, so I'd walk for a k, and then I'd run two k along the creek, like yep. along the upper creek bed. So it was all hard, hard dirt. Yeah. And then the last kilometer, well, last seven hundred meters, I'd walk back to the, um, you know, back to back to the camp, like mm. the transition. So that was working well. Well, it was yep. working well for me. It was good. Um, so that was working right up to about maybe sixteen hours. Um, so at that stage, I'd whatever that. Works out over a hundred k's. Yeah, sure. Um, yep. So you know the legs were feeling it, but like that's what people say, you know, to me all the time. Like, how do your legs do it yeah. for so long? Yeah, but, that's. I guess that's the good question, isn't it? But your legs don't hurt anymore. Like after fifty k, like your legs are sore after fifty k. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how how fit you are. Like everyone's, you know, yeah, everyone's legs are gonna hurt after fifty k. Yeah. And like I get to a degree of these guys that are going super duper long, but for me. The difference in my legs at 50k and 100k is is no no different. The next day, definitely, yeah, like yeah. you know, they the fatigue wise sets in. But as I'm actually running, I don't I don't feel much difference yeah. in 50 to 100k. But um, yeah. So the 16 hour mark, and you know, two of our other guys had had dropped out at that stage. So you know, and I was sort of like, you know, you guys go to bed, you know, kind of thing. Like we're yeah. we're right, and then in the morning. Um, you can go. You can give the girls a break, and like Shawnee Arnold, you know, he was doing it with me, and we were, we were going long. Um, and then yeah, like I was, it was funny. Like the the night night coming. This is Nanango, man. Like it was it was cold. Yeah, you know? I done a I done a service down at Nanango. There, it's a it's, yeah. <laughs> it's cold and yeah. Barren. So it's and, yeah. and you know in the middle, like it's Dead Cow Gully, man. Like it's it's a gully <laughs> and a station. It's I love open. the name. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so we'll we'll go go along with that, and um, you know, I mean the the change like at sixteen hours, you know, I was confident, you know, even the guys out in the race, like, oh yeah, you know, how you feeling? Like they're trying to be as positive as they can. Like I could see these these guys, well, men and women, were were breaking. Yeah, sure. And um, and I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm I'm confident. I can see see daylight. Like this this is this is all good. And then um, it got to like maybe three a.m. Yeah, and um, you know, like Sean still there, just in a shirt and pants, you know, and like I'm, I changed into my compression top, oh, had yep. my thermals on, I had a thermal, oh. thermal um, like a balaclava sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. And um, and I was still walking up to the start line every time, just absolutely shivering. True. And no one, no one else, no one else was, you know. Yeah, like okay. Was, so, and with that. So because I was still coming in at that forty eight minutes, I had that ten minute break to fully cool down. And um so the start of every lap I wasn't able to run off the start line like uh, I was when I was fresh. Yeah. So then I had to change my game plan, but then I couldn't do 
a kilometre walk or kilometre run. Like it was going to throw everything. So the first lap that I couldn't physically run off the start line was a 55-minute lap. So, uh, so okay. it, it drained seven, seven minutes, minutes straight out of me. And I was like, yep, yeah, well, you know, whatever, like the next lap will be better. Like it was just let's see daylight, let's see daylight. And then um, so yep, yeah, re- replenished up and, and went out again. And I, like me and Sean had this um, like – to, to do these events successfully, mm-hmm. eventually you need someone to run with. You know, like, yeah, course, like I, yeah. can, I can run till I'm fatigued and then if you wanted to run till you were fatigued, we need to work together. Yeah, you know, yeah. we slow pace. So me and Sean, we had the, the the goal to do that from the start, but on the day we were, very, we were still very different. Like yeah, you know, some, some laps he'd pass me and then I'd pass him at the yeah. same spot. Like it was, it was weird how it all worked out, but – Towards the end, we started running together, you know, a lot more. And um, like this lap, I'd sort of just set set off. I know he'd, he'd set off and, um, you know, because I couldn't physically yeah. run off that start. So I was a bit behind and then, then I caught him and then, you know, kept going around and I didn't realise that he'd, he'd turned back. Ah, uh, okay. So, um, and I didn't realise and then I come around, <coughs> that lap was even slower. It was, you know, 57, 50, 58 minutes and – you know, I didn't have enough time to go because you've got to cross the finish line and then come back to your pit. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And I physically didn't, like, have that time to come back and oh. I knew I knew that, like, I, I could have just went went out to go again but without the f- f- food and nutrition yeah, or whatnot, I knew. it would have dropped you. Yeah, well, it's, I, I knew that I wasn't going to come back from yeah. that point. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I finished my 22nd lap and I, I started my 23rd but, I turned back. Yeah. So um, it was it was disappointing because you know I I knew I had gone further than that before with obstacles through mud and you know yeah, all the rest yeah, of it. Of so I knew I knew that I had distance wise it was a PB for me, um, but yeah time time wise it wasn't. But like what I learned was that I'm not quick enough. Mm-hmm. You know like. Like the, the, these guys that um that just set the world record. So like these guys went for a hundred and two hours straight. Jesus you know, like Christ, six hundred and nearly six hundred and eighty k. Holy Ks. smokes! But, and like you know, it's uh, four four days without sleep. Jeez. You know, all the rest, all the rest. We would have been it. talking to all the trees, mate. Yeah, yeah, far yeah. Out. So um, that's crazy. You know that, and yeah, they're doing that. But you know, the the guy that set the world record, Phil Gore. Like he'll he'll average those forty eight minute laps, mm-hmm. and then if he wants to have a shower that lap or a sleep, he just goes out and smokes a thirty five minute lap. Ah, uh, like, okay. So he's he's his speed is, is he can yeah. he can put more in it if he has to yeah, even yeah. later on. Yeah, he just puts the afterburners on yeah. to um to come in on a quick lap when he needs he needs a bigger wow. break. But That's impressive. You know, to to be able to go out and smack you know nearly five minute k's when you've got you know, three hundred kilometers mm. in your legs is phenomenal, man. Yeah, like yeah that's for sure. That's something that I'm miles away from, and I don't, I don't know if, if even with my mindset, if I can get there as a non-professional. You know, yes. like, like um, there, there's some really good, there's some good runners in Rocky. You know, like of course, Reese Williams. He went, he won. Oh, he went down when we did our dead cow, and he got like forty, maybe forty-one. I think he ended up True. ended up getting, which is you know that's 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 huge. Yeah. He went down to the masters, and you know he ran into some some of the errors like like I I sort of did that they couldn't be helped. But 
man, he's he's he will do well. Mm. You know, he's crazy. I, I guess a good thing for the listeners to get an understanding of you personally as well. At any of those points when you were doing those runs and you're doing even your boxing, do you have any any doubt in your mind about anything that you're doing? No. Do you feel yeah? Do you feel any doubt at all? Yeah, so the, the you know how people go through a point where they're like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah definitely. So you you that's what that's your driving force. No, eh? My 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 driving force is I'm only going to get beaten by a better athlete. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know it's and I, and I'm cool with that. You yeah. know if if they if they're better than me and they win, then what 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 regret could I possibly yeah. have? You because know? you gave your hundred percent. Exactly. You did everything that you could Ex- possibly exactly. Do. So mm. that's. And even like when the elements don't don't line up, like you know, especially with this endurance training, man, all all that nutrition, that it doesn't, it's like coffee. It's yeah. it's like coffee on steroids. It's yeah. you know, some some days you could be taking the same satchel on every yeah. single run, and then that one satchel, man, you're going scrub. You yeah, know, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're paddock dumping bad, <laughs> but and and yeah. and you can't. There's nothing that you, line, lines up with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, of course. so. Sometimes things just don't don't line up, and you, yeah. and and it happens to the best guys. You know, Ryan mm. Crawford is another. He's a fantastic um, backyard runner. So yeah, him and him and that Phil Gore, um, they they set a new Australian record. the The year that the world record got beaten, they they set a seventy six hour. I think it was wow Australian record. And he's he's a huge you know pro, if one of two. Mm. Phil Gore, Ryan Crawford are probably the best backyard runners in Australia, in my opinion. Yep. And um, but Ryan Crawford, he he has some like issues, like um, yep. you know, the year before he just couldn't stop urinating blood. Yeah. Right? Wow. Okay. Thing. So you know, it gets pretty, it gets pretty hectic. Well, I can imagine it would, mate, because and then you you know, you also I'm guessing you'd be battling the fact that you'd be going through um, like a catabolic state with your body as well. Yep. I'm probably assuming you would lose a lot of weight yeah, over yeah. that period of time. So you could have the, you could you know with the amount of fluid going through your system trying to maintain that stuff you probably be getting you might be getting some kidney issues there bladder issues I don't know like yeah, I'm, yeah. Only, I'm only assuming yeah. from what, what I'm hearing yeah plus the sleep deprivation yeah, sleep, you know, yeah like, of course like, definitely hundred um, percent you know in the in these elite elite sort of guys it's not it's not the sore legs and the the body giving up on them it's it's the mind you know mm. and they're they're um hallucinating and and all that out on course to the to the point of ringing emergency personnel because they, oh, don't, yeah. they don't even know why why they're at that event, you know. Yeah, so wow, holy smokes, um, yeah. yeah. And it's 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 full on. It makes um, sense because like, and like like I was saying to you before, like I've had those couple of those days there where I've had some sleep deprivation, nothing to do with like any exercise related, it could be work related or just because yeah. I party too hard. But like there was a, but I've had those moments where I've had those big, big days, lack of sleep, nothing like, you know, yeah. like all nighters, whatever, go work through the next day. And it, you almost, yeah, you do not just a hallucinate, you'll become like, it feels like you're drunk, yeah, yeah. like a drunk state as well. Like, and you're not even, you know, I haven't had anything to drink. Yeah. I'm just, it yeah, just feels like, like it. Like these guys are that conditioned, um, you know, as they're, as they're coming up to the finish line, they're already, eyes are already closed, like they're, they're sleepwalking. Yeah. Um, getting their body ready to immediately fall asleep. Like yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's you know like I, I'm I've I've got no experience with that. Like I'll, yeah. I'll come and finish my lap and kick back in me in my chair, you know, and try yeah. and try and relax as such. But like, there's no way I was in the position to to not offer for yeah. five ten minutes. And and they're doing that, you know, for four days straight. They're having yeah. those little five minute power naps mm-hmm. to to function for four days straight. Man, it's absolutely. Absolutely crazy, and 
I like I take my hats off to any of the guys that are you know can get to that position without being professional. You know, like yep. like while you while you're still battling a job, like I've got the luxury luxury being a train driver that I work all hours of the night. So yeah, you know, like like your condition yeah, in yeah, that yeah. sense yeah, as so, well. You know, at two a.m. in the morning, I've got no dramas of being able to get up at two a.m. and function because yeah. I have to do that for work all yeah. all the time. Um, you know, but like if these guys that are working nine to five, you know, if you're still up at, you know, like I, I go to bed not tired really as, as such yeah. like just cause I've got to sleep. Yeah. You know, your body need, you need to do your eight hours or whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. So whether, you know, if you're a nine to five, if you're still up at 11, you know, you're, you're shattered you're the next yeah. day. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's like to get to that level and not be professional is Oh, so so much harder and I think being in the position I am at life I, I honestly don't know if I can get there to yeah, be sure. that yeah. so and I don't know whether I'll be happy to just keep competing in that without without being able to win or whether I'll um you know I'll have to find another avenue like yeah if, of course like even though I'm competing with myself I think I I need that prize you know yes. I need I need something um mm-hmm. to 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 gain out of it so i haven't hit that barrier yet yep. um and you know i've only only really done done the one and so you know watch the space man who, who, <laughs> yeah i love it yeah yeah know? so that's so, what yeah so you but the idea is that you you're going to sort of continue maybe down something that sort of avenue style you think or? The, the, i mean the, the obstacle stuff is is where i want to be at because yeah. you know i've never been that quick yeah so sure. i think these like just completely based running events don't suit me. So yeah, such. sure. Yep, so okay. um, but with the obscure stuff, you know, like I just got that happy medium of like I'm an okay runner, but I'm also mm-hmm. you know pr- pretty strong at uh, at all the um all the lifting stuff and yeah, all that. Sure. Whether so that th- I think that's my niche. I yep. think um I think that's the way that I want to go. But I need the distance side of it as well. So because I need. I need the fatigue, the, yeah. the fatigue aspect, you know, because I've got that that grit, and you know that you know I just love tapping that mongrel, like he, it's, yeah, it's getting right there. And you and made a you made a really good point before before we went live. You said to me that you know people, some people might come might might see you as coming across a bit arrogant, yeah, and and the way that you described it to me was perfect. It's not it's not because you're coming across arrogant. It's because you've it's 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 your drive to want to succeed and do a better thing yeah to the average person that may seem arrogant yeah but it's not the fact that that is because the level that they're sitting at yeah, is an encouragement level yeah yeah whereas you're above that already you yeah. wanting to drive th- further yeah, yeah. so anyone sort of looking down below that would see that as being arrogant yeah, but yeah. it's not it's not that's got nothing to do with the point yeah they they, they see that you've achieved those goals already and and you know that yeah. you being disappointed for wanting more, like you, you know, you should be happy at the level that yeah. you're at. That's that's not the case. I'm, of I'm not I'm not happy until you know I'm I'm in the stars and yeah. And if I can push myself to get there across and not not sport, this is across all aspects of life. No, you that's know, right, so yeah. Yeah. like um yeah, like going going back to what we were saying earlier, um you know about you know I grew up in like my family's always been in business. Yes, and um yep, you know it's. And it's always, you know, grew up, you know, pretty much like just that old school work hard, get ahead mentality, you know, yeah. like, you know, it was a sort of work smarter, not harder. That, that, that was not a, 
that wasn't a, a thing in our house. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was like okay. if you if yeah. you want to work hard, you've got to you've got to you've got to you've got to put in the hard yards. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So you know, I went out and did my trade. I worked. Um, I worked for dad. You know, yep. built, doing the skip bins and the and the scrap metal and all that all that sort of side of it. Yeah. And um, but yeah, you know, like I had a I had a family business. I I had a, I had a comfy blanket. You know yep. that, that I, I could have just sat on, but that's that's not me. You know, yeah, like of I. So I'd, I'd, I'd finish my trade and, um, yeah, is this, we've, <laughs> Hello, we've, darling. We've, got, we've got a, we've got a secret guest, <laughs> no a little special guest. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. But how, yeah, old, how old's your daughter? Just turned two. Just turned two. <coughs> oh, that's me choking up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I did, I did my trade, um, with, with dad and it was, yeah, building the, this, skips and, yeah. and you know the the grabs and all that for the excavators and whatnot for the, for the business but um it's pretty much as soon as i got signed off you know i was you know i, I just i just wanted to i had a trade now you know the the mines and all out of there yeah, sure. i wanted i wanted to earn some money yeah so um you know i got a, i got a job with john holland and you know building the construction stuff for from the Curtis Island project, and you know that they they sort of went went in a receivership, and you know then I went, I went out to the mines, and you I mean I thought I loved being mm. a boilie, you know, yeah. like I, I loved building stuff and and all that, but like chasing chasing those bigger things, I realised that it was just the guys I was working with, you know, yeah. like so I've always worked with a young young group of guys that we've you know we've I made friends for life. Yeah, uh, sure. Through all my work and, and most of them, you know, I keep in contact with a lot of them still. But um yeah, so I went out the mines and I was working working seven and seven that away and seven and seven was great considering I was doing six and one and down. Yeah, of course. You know, and and then yeah, I had just yeah, talk talking to mates and they were they were they were working in the sheds at Horizon. Yeah. Uh, fitter and turners and whatnot and they they when they you know, went under or whatever. Yep. They closed the, the closed up the shop clo- or the clo- workshop, or whatever the shops. it was. Yeah. yeah, they they offered them train driving. You know, trainee ships to, and they they were right on their long service. So they're like, oh, well, I'll just I'll just do this train driving gig yeah, and course. then get my long service and then go out the mines as you know fitter and turners. And um, so they they did that and they're still doing it. Wow, you know? so, that's cool. And that's what they said to me. They're like, man, you ever get the chance to, to, to get on a train, do it. I've got no no interest in trains, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no thing, no, yeah. I never in my wildest dreams thought or, or anything I'd, I'd be a, a train driver, but, um, yeah, some trainee ships come up at um, yeah, Pacific National and I put in and I got in and it's and it's been the best best thing best, yeah. I've ever, best, ever done. Best you know, yeah. like it's... It's just such a rewarding job. Like I'm not sucking welding fumes in. Like man, working out in the mines. Oh, of course. There's not. There's no boilies out there. Fifty year old. You know, mm. still welding digger digger buckets and all that. And um, you know, when when you do have to come back to town, the money's not there anyway. Like yeah. you know, it's only a good paying job if you're you're out in the mines and whatnot. You know, there's there's literally guys that I work with now. That that's all they've done. Yeah, you know, like they're they're in their seventies. You know, they're past retirement age, quite comfortable, and they're they're still doing the job because they're able to. Yeah, so, of course. You know, that's what everyone said. You'll get bored. You know, you'll get bored sitting on your ass driving trains, blah blah. And it and it, it does get boring at times. You know, but 
longevity wise. Longevity, it, mate. It, yeah, it, it means you know if if I can still kick a fo- footy around with my kids, you yeah. know, when when I'm fifty, like all all, the, all those sort of things that you know a lot of people can't do, then you know sign me up and you mm. know. Uh, Earn more more money than you know I ever have sort of yeah thing. no it's, that's good it's um it's 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 ticked every every box for me um yeah so and that's um that's where it leads you to now like that's where yeah. you've got so you've had this opportunity to yep yeah go so, over the other side yeah, of the country we're we're literally packing up and <laughs> moving moving <laughs> our lives and that's the thing there's there's no there's no comfy blanket in my no. in my closet, no. mate. There's no. there's and no, that's proof in the pudding. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's and that goes across everything. You know, at the end of the day, I, if an opportunity comes up to be a space engineer tomorrow, and it's something that that suits me, I'll go for it. No. Like you know, and that's that's something that a, a lot of people don't have. And and so something I can still respect. Like some people just aren't wired like that. But yeah, I, yeah, of course, I I am, and to to be. To be happy within myself, I have to chase these things. Uh, good on you, mate. And I'm an advocate for that too. I think that's great. If it's worth, you know, give it a shot. If, yeah, you, yeah. if you've got this thing in your mind that you want to have a crack at something, go yeah. for it. What do you got to lose? Yeah, yeah. You only exactly. got everything to gain out of it. Yep. And and when I was young, every, my everything to gain was to be a better athlete. Yeah. And now it's to be a better husband, to be yep. a better father, yes. you know, to be a better a role model, I yes. suppose, essentially like – Yep. I was selfish when I was young, like as self- we all are. Yeah, yeah. but all, my my whole drive was to be the best for me. Mm. I, I, yeah. I, I, even even as it was, I, I wasn't interested in being a role model because you know being a role model could have hindered yeah. my performance. So I'm like, I, I, I was going out to win. Like if like like we, we were saying yeah. before, I was fighting dirty. You know, yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. fighting dirty when <laughs> they, they can they can. <laughs> <laughs> they can, they can, they can think what they want. At yeah, the end yeah. of the day, I, I went home with the belt, you know. Yeah, like, of course, and, mate. and I don't, I don't falter on that. I don't regret any of that. Like, it's that's yeah. that's how it is, and and that's that that process has made me who I am now. And it's um, and I, I don't regret it. No, I don't, good I'll, I'll never, I'll never regret the, you know, the the alphaness of of everything that I've done. Even even if it has come across the wrong way, you know. I've, no, oh, but the intentions are good. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference. And and, and I'll openly I'll openly prove that. Yeah, you know? like uh, it's not like I'm I'm going out and doing these things and oh yeah, you know it's all all getting said you know behind the back. Like you know if anyone sits, sits down, you know I'll 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 tell them why. And, yeah, yeah, and, of course. And, yeah, so, uh, mate, that's um, mate, that's some really good advice to for people to for you to give out to people and I think it's great for the listeners to hear about that stuff and I appreciate the fact uh, that you came in on short notice, no, mate. Yeah, I know you guys are in the middle of yeah. sorting your stuff out but it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for being on with us today, mate. I, we I, do we do actually say so all the guests that come on, mate, we usually give them a nameplate yeah. and it's got your name on it, Ben Bowers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sort of run, I sort of ran all this together really quickly, no, it's all good. Uh, but I've got it downstairs for you anyway, mate. Oh, so. good. Oh, I appreciate you having me on and um, <laughs> no. yeah, um, th- thanks for, for mate, getting my journey across because, you know, there's a lot, a lot of people that only know me for that boxer. Yeah, know, yeah, for of the, course. For, yes. But how, how I got there, yeah, like, man... A lot of a lot of a lot of people are probably learning today that I do karate. You know, yeah, yeah, that's I fought, right. Yeah. I fought in three world championships for karate, yeah. like, but having having that Australian title boxing is more of an accolade, you know, to the yeah, to the general course. public. Yeah, that's um, right. But they don't realize how how I got to that stage, and you know, 
all the other stuff yeah. leading up. But then even after that too, yeah, like yeah. they sort of, you know, they don't understand the commitments and everything that you're involved in afterwards and, and the drive to keep going yeah. and that other stuff that you succeeded in the meantime. And the, um, like, the, the luck, I, I hate that. You know, you're, you're, you're lucky that you're still able. I'm like, you know, nah, you've, you've got, not, you've got no not, idea. But a lot of yeah. people will learn that, you yeah. know, if, if, oh, if, they, if they are listening yeah. because, um, you know, it's it, it's uh, – it's a, it's a hard thing to be wide how I mm. am because society doesn't always like it, it can come across the wrong way and I get that um but you you know I think at the end of the day if you keep striving to keep that little bully in the back of your head busy yeah. I suppose um you know eventually eventually you you'll you'll come out proud of yourself and of and that, that's how you know that, that that's how I am and I've got to where I am today because yeah. There's like I said, there's no there's no comfy blanket in my my closet, mate. Yeah. Like there's I'll, and that's I'll a always, great thing, a yeah. great motto to be. By. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So um, and I'll yeah, I'll, I'll live my life. You know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully like that, and 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 who knows what's next, man? That's yeah. that's the exciting thing. Well, um, and and I don't know, and Sammy doesn't know, you know, and <laughs> it's just yeah. who knows. No, well, I'll be interested to see what the next stage is for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You made it. When you come back over this side, I'm sure you will be catching up. With yeah, the yeah. We'll do the family barbecues yeah, and stuff yeah. again. Um, uh, we'll uh, definitely touch base, get you on again and hear some more, see what's been happening, bro. Sweet, man. I so, appreciate appreciate huh? you for having me, man. No, nah, you're welcome, Thanks, dude. Thanks. All the best. Eh? Safe travels and we'll catch up Cheers. soon. Cheers. Thanks, man. Cheers, mate.